Welcome y'all to the dot cast. Uh, uh, yo. Set it off like, hey, yo, turn that up. Set it off like, hey, yo, turn it up. Set it off like, welcome everybody to the dot cast. Like, hey, yo, set it. I'ma set it off like this, right? Special episode. Special episode, uh, set it off like this, right? Hit him with the baseline, one time, so we hit him with the baseline. Yes, sir, we hit him with the baseline, one time. The show. Shout out to everybody out there listening. This is your boy DRE, also known as DOT. That is the name and that's me. Hey yo yo, I, I gotta I gotta set it off with this kind of energy, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, yeah. uh huh, hey yo, uh huh, hey yo, uh huh, hey yo, uh huh, hey yo. Woo! I'm, I'm I'm just excited, yo. I'm just excited, yo. I gotta I gotta let it ride just a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Just so I can get the feel, it'll feel right. Let's go. Uh huh. You know, I'm in a good mood, y'all. Can't you tell? Yeah. Uh-huh. Set it off like, yo, set it off like, yo, we set it off right. You feel me? You feel me out there? Let me give that little fade, that little fade out real quick. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to. Welcome. One and all to the dot cast, and I am your host. Dot is the name, also known as Dre. And for those who don't know, I'm a producer, uh, a producer, beat maker. I I do music. I make music. I love doing that. Um, I've been doing it for a while, and when it comes to to my journey and my experience with music and even my journey is continuing on now. I'm still in my journey. Um, I decided that I would love to just make a podcast to just get some things off my chest and some thoughts out of my mind about production and music and stuff like that. It was a vision, and I turned this vision into a reality. So here I am on the DotCast. And uh, if you are listening and heard previous episodes, I appreciate you. That's a fact. Um, and if you're listening now, I appreciate you for doing that. Um, but before I start, I would like to say that today's episode is brought to you by my beat EP called BKS. BKS Series Chapter 3. Yes. BKS stands for or BKS stands for a best kept secret. And um, the joint that you heard in the beginning of today's episode is called Fresh off the BKS Chapter 3 BEP. I got three chapters, you know, there's a one, two, and a three. And um, yeah, I'm very proud of that track that I made. 
And since I guess is for me is one of my highlights, I think just when you like get into it, it's one of my highlights. And since today is a very special episode for me, I decided to play play a very special track at the beginning to have that very special energy to start out with. So thank you. Um, I said thank you. So for anybody who liked that track and or you listen to these episodes before i usually start off with a track and you like any of the music that has been played that i play that i that i present to you guys you can always go to my band camp at that is the name and um you can find all my beat tapes there you can also um streaming i have my most of my music streaming like beat tapes and stuff one like EP where I'm rapping, but most of my beat tapes are streaming on, on everywhere. Streaming on, they streaming on Apple Music, they streaming on Spotify, they streaming on uh, Amazon, Pandora, Google Play, all that, all your DSPs. They just streaming, so you can just type in dot is the name four words, and you'll see me there, or hear me there, or whatever. Got a list of my music, and if you like what you hear, I. Greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. If you like what I'm doing, let me know. That'd be great. I like I like the communication from the people. Was that my phone? Come on, making noise. It's a special episode. Come on, I don't need no distractions. Alright, so with all of that said, I keep saying like this is a special episode, right? So let me explain real quick. The reason why this is a special episode, because today, today, on today's episode. First of all, it's episode number 10. And 10 is my favorite number. Yeah. So, um, I decided as I'm going through, like, making my episodes that I wanted to make this episode, um, number 10, a special episode. And how I'm making a special episode is I am finally, if you have followed me on, I'll say Instagram, over time i've been talking about making a list of my favorite producers i am a producer i've been doing this for a while but it comes from somewhere it it starts from somewhere it's a spark it's a seed that's planted it comes from somewhere so a lot of people have lists and you know me may ask people who their favorite producers artists that the third and i was like you know what one day i'm gonna give out my list of my top producers and you know there's different formats of doing it there's your top five there's your top 10 there's your mount rushmore there's your top 20 whatever your top three your favorite your number one favorite who's the best two whatever um but i said number 10 episode 10 is going to be my top producer list now, the reason why this is special is because I've been talking about it for a while, how I was going to do it. And the reason why I haven't just done it yet, because I've tried to do this in my head before, you know, just come up with like, OK, well, who are my favorite producers? I know I got my favorite. I got my Mount Rushmore. I got my top 10, I think. And then when I actually started to do it, it got kind of difficult and i'm like wait a minute like who wait and then you know so there's a process with this for me that i went through when i actually sat down 
and like wrote it because there's layers and explanations to who who is what when where why and how okay now i don't want to say i have a particular order but as i break this down you'll kind of get the flow of it it's kind of like an organized chaos type of thing like it's it's just it is what it is it's how i it's how i thought of it it's how and how it came this is how it came out when I thought of it in my head. And it took like over some time to actually come up with a actual list. But I got reasons for everything. So, so I think we should get this started because we almost like 10 minutes in and I ain't even like start talking about nothing yet. I'm just excited, y'all. I got all the lights shining bright. I'm excited. Okay, so my top producer list goes as follows i tried to get a drum roll but i wasn't liking what i was hearing so i'm just gonna name them out okay so y'all ready y'all ready now let me start like this what i did first is i can't remember not exactly sure where i heard it but i just Somebody said, like, what's your Mount Rushmore? I've heard that question before. What's your Mount Rushmore? Um, Like, if, if you had a Mount Rushmore of producers, who would be on that Mount Rushmore? So I came up with this when I thought about that question. I was like, okay, I think I can come up with my Mount Rushmore. At the very top. The number one producer of all time for me and probably always will be, and I've said this before, but number one would definitely have to be Dr. Dre. And the reason why I say Dr. Dre is because he is the reason why I know what a producer was. When I would look through credits and see those famous two words produced by, I think the first time I ever saw it, after it came Dr. Dre. I was big on like West Coast um hip hop that was kind of like my introduction into actually like listening and being interested in hip hop was like west coast was dr dre like snoop dogg and just those beats that he was making and the synthesizer had to be like that was it for me i used to always wonder what that sound was that he was using in g thing um that he was using in uh dre day you know in um uh gin and juice like that synthesizer was everything to me i didn't know like what it was at the time but i just knew i fell in love and when i found out that like he was a producer and he made like the the music and what a producer was i said i want that I, that is what i want to do so my biggest influence is hands down Dr. Dre when it comes to like production as far as like hip hop music goes. And I, one of my natural born killers is like one of my favorite Dr. Dre beats of all time. That that beat I, to me, natural born killers is like. For me, it's like the ultimate beat. I can't think of one of Dr. Dre's beat that 
Dr. Dre's beats that had a bigger impact on me. But anyway, Mount Rushmore, number one, Dr. Dre. Now, in no particular order, but I'm going to say next, as far as production goes, would have to be the RZA. Ruler zigzag zigalaw. Um, And that's because he kind of brought me back to east the east coast because i was listening to a lot when i like i said when i got into hip-hop i was listening to a lot of west coast music first but rizza the beat the song was cream cream i said what is this cream brought me back and then it was just like wu-tang and i said what is wu-tang people used to ask me who my favorite rapper was i would say wu-tang Wu-Tang has one of the biggest influences on me and the world when it comes to hip-hop music. Facts. Can't deny that. Can't. And the man who orchestrated it and the the, the production was just so... Come on, man. You can't. You can't. When you listen to Clan in the Front, when you listen to... When you listen to Cold World... When you listen to um, uh, uh, Brooklyn Zoo, when you listen to uh, Daytona 500, when you uh, criminology, like when you, I mean, you can't, this man, um, Raw High, when you, I mean, um, what was the joint? What's the joint on Methods joint? My favorite joint. Um, uh Oh, uh, come on. I can't remember it now. It's the joint on on uh, Tikal. Hold on. Let me try to look for it. Um, let me put it in Tikal. Because th- this was like one of my favorite. This beat, it like, it does. Okay. Now, how come the Wi-Fi? Okay. Come on, Wi-Fi. You tripping right now. Um, Don't play the song. I just want to go to the album real quick. And oh, stimulation! It come together for the stimulation. Let me count, hit him with the stim. I got thirty-six thousand. One mind on my mind. keep it real one time. When you people tell you with me, where you at? On my killer beat. Yo, if anybody know that joint, like if anybody listens to this on YouTube and you made it this far and you know that joint, I'm talking about stimulation. Put stimulation in the comments. And yo, if you know that joint and you love that joint, Tikal Stimulation. Um, when you talk about what, what was the joint? Um, the my devastating hot the hot nineties uh ninety seven mentality. I think he did to the year born go. Okay, let me stop. But RZA, RZA, because Wu Tang is like the ultimate to me, and he brought me back to the East. When it came to hip hop. And this was like when I started to listen to East Coast hip hop. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, since we come since we back at the East, what also was going on at this time, I remember, um, because this is around the time like Takao came out, another um joint that was out that I was big on was Biggie Smalls. And guess who made Unbelievable on Ready to Die? That, my friends, was DJ Premier. 
which comes as no surprise to anybody when you say one of the best producers of all time, when people say East Coast hip hop, and when people say boom bap, more than likely you are talking about the architect of that sound, which would be DJ Premier, 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 Premier. I mean, you can't, you can't, I don't know, his, his, his production is one part of it is it it lets it lets me know that less is more um i don't know his his ear was just different like the way he was like chopping beats and kind of what this is going into with like Reza and DJ Premier is me like hearing like sampling and what sampling does and these two the samples that they would that they would come up with and the the things that they would um pull from a sample were not like basic things there was like sometimes like unrecognizable things that they would pull from samples which they're almost like in a a small percentage of producers like i don't know i don't know it's just they had a different way of like going about so when I listen to like certain samples and stuff like that I just hear their ears are like different I don't know maybe what I'm saying is making sense maybe it's not making sense but like when I listen to like above the clouds like like I guess with Premier when I think about his samples I felt like you wouldn't really able be able to recognize anything. You know what I mean? Like that he sampled. And he don't like do nothing like too crazy. But he just takes these pieces, these small pieces, and, and makes these crazy just like your face. He makes you make faces. And his drums are just, you know, his his drums are are the blueprint for like a lot of people's drums his drums are like a a blueprint really when it comes to like hip-hop if you want to study hip-hop drums you study dj premier drums um so yeah um so dr dre rizza dj premier rizza and dj premier bringing me back to the east now also along the the last person on my mount rushmore um, bringing it back to the east is. I don't know if people are gonna guess who who, who y'all think. See if y'all can guess. I'm gonna give y'all three seconds. One, two, three. Did you guess? I bet you nobody said this. But the fourth person for me is the Green Eye Bandit E Dub Eric Sermon. So that would complete my Mount Rushmore. But Eric Sermon. Um, and I guess for me, I I got uh There Is a Dark Side by Redman. Redman is also one of my favorite rappers. Um actually they, they both did like production on there, but I think hearing some of the stuff on there is where I first caught Eric Sermon. Then when I got Double or nothing. That is one of the greatest, greatest albums of all time. Eric Sermon, Double or Nothing, 
Say it again, brother. You messed it up. Eric Sermon, Double or Nothing, is one of the greatest albums of all time. And what he does with bass lines and what he does with samples and what he does with keyboards, it's just this smooth but, like, rough, hard music that you can't... I don't know. I remember when he was on, um, uh, what is it called? rhythm roulette and like the beat that he made like was like just real quick you know he he just has he has this style i don't know it's just it's just the style it's just the style and um his his beats are just like music to my ears i don't there's something about his beats that just captures my ears and that sound that deaf squad sound it's in its own pocket and I think he is so underrated and never gets the credit he deserves. I always give him the credit he deserves because I still listen to Double or Nothing a lot. But I mean, and then you know, you get Double or Nothing, and then when then you go back into like um, the most beautifulest thing. Then once you like get to Muddy Waters, I mean, you you can't beat those albums right there. Um, double or nothing. I, I think like double or nothing and muddy waters are like probably the two. Um, but if you add his production on, uh, there's a dark side, and you add the stuff they did on most beautiful this thing. Um, but I I think, uh, muddy waters was definitely like when he like just went to a whole different yeah so that would be my mount rushmore i'm gonna start with that dr dre rizza dj premier and eric sermon so then i said okay those are like my those are my top four producers right but then i thought to myself i didn't find out until later right i i am one of the hugest tribe called quest fans and you know when it comes to what's better midnight marauders or um low end theory i mean to me it's just a continuation i mean it's it's whatever the the debate is there but you can't lose either way but <clears throat> for the longest time i always thought ali shahid muhammad produced those but then I came to find out it was Q-Tip and I said Q-Tip he I mean Low End Theory was the first um hip hop CD I ever brought and I remember when I saw um we got the jazz we got the jazz and I saw the bugging out video I said that blew my mind and this is before is it? I wonder. Is this before Dr. Dre? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This be, this might be before like Dr. Dre, and um, those like blew my mind. And then so once I found out like okay, and I I like I I didn't find this out till later, and I like really you know checked everything because I think the credits used to always say produced by a tribe called Quest. And for some reason, I just thought, you know, it was Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Coming to find out, it was Q-Tip. 
And then when you think about it, I'm like, this man, Q-Tip, is responsible for, like, almost the birth of my hip-hop, in a sense. So, he gotta be on the list. Which might make me restructure, and I'm like, I don't know, would that make me restructure my uh, Rushmore? Because you only have four. But would I put him on there? And just call it a top five? I don't know. I don't know. Would that be my top five? I guess. Throw me Q tip. You can't you can't run on Q tip. I mean still. I mean he, that joint the Renaissance joint he had and what was the other one? It was the one that he did with Dilla. Um I think it was called Amplify. Like and I, and then you just like go through and you know know the stuff that he did, the stuff he did, you know the song he did uh, for Nas on Illmatic, then the one he did with Mob Deep, like, it, and just he's been producing for like a lot of people. And then when you take it all the way, uh, bring it all the way forward to the last um, Tribe Joint, what was it called? We we got it from here. Um, like when you listen to that. You can't deny this man when it comes to production. He is different. His air is so different. But then when you when you go back to like low end theory and you listen to, you know, um, the last tribe joint, you you can kind of see that that's what that would involve that that is what he would evolve into. One of the man, listen here. My list is nice already, okay? So I got the five, right? Now, when it comes to hip-hop producers and you think of, like, hip-hop and you think of, you know, East Coast, whatever, you, you get you get RZA, you get Premier. Um, this brother ended up on my list later, favorite producers, because... I was so heavy into RZA, Premier, and Eric Sermon at the time. I kind of skipped over during that time, Pete Rock. Right? Okay. Don't, I mean, don't. Okay. Don't. 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 Don't hurt me now. Okay. I. I know. I know. My bad. I apologize for that. I truly, truly, truly apologize for it. But, <clears throat> um. What was the joint called? Hold on, let me just find it real quick. I want to see if I... Um, I want to see if... I got that. Why is this Wi-Fi like... Oh, hold on. I'll just type in Pete Rock. Type in Pete and Rock. And I just want to make sure I get the name. I, I know the name. Um... Yeah, okay. So, I just tap my pen. Like, yeah. Um, I was on to the brother late. I knew of Pete Rock, but I didn't really know, no, 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 Pete Rock. But one thing that, that shocked me, I don't want to say shocked me, but I mean, like, one thing that affected the world, I guess my world and the world, was Soul Survivor by Pete Rock. And I heard that thing. And I said, what is this? Who is this? And these people that I'm naming are not from this planet 
not from this like universe. Like when you listen to Soul Survivor and everything he did, like that compilation with like all the beats that he gave everybody, you cannot deny this is another one. This is one of the best albums of all time. Right? This album alone puts him in the category of top five, top ten, top three, your top one, whatever. This album alone. And it's not even going to, I'm not even talking about all of the stuff that he did like with CL Smooth, right? Which I, I went back to and caught, you know, um, air of once I got into um, Soul Survivor. And that's another thing I like to do. Like, all of these producers, like, I when I find a producer and I like their production, I I would go in and try to find every beat, like, that I could possibly find that they had. And I always be checking the credits. Produced by, produced by, produced by. I was one of them credit checkers for days. I wanted to make sure when I loved the beat, I wanted to make sure I knew who the producer was. That way, I could find more beats from that producer. So, I was late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry on that. But I was late. But Pete Rock is definitely on my list. And I mean, if you, man, listen to 80 Block from Tiffany's. I mean, you, he's still, he's still, still putting in work. Um, Retropolitan, the one that he did with Sky Zoo. Like, and the one, um, it's all good. That was, I, I believe Sky Zoo said that was around, um, whose world, or, or the world is this, the world is this, the world is yours, Nas, that era. Can you imagine if, if that made it on Illmatic too? I mean, mm, I don't know if y'all know what beats I'm talking about, but, <sighs> If you don't know any of these producers, please, please do some research and listen to these beats. Um, so where I'm at, I'm at six right now. Okay, so now I want to get into and like like I said, my list is like all over the place. I don't really got like a top ten, top five. I had a Mount Rushmore, then I forgot Q-Tip, so I don't even know that. I don't even know if that's relevant right now, but. My next two producers are kind of cohesive, right? And I can't say two producers because one is solo than the other. You know, it's kind of like a group and then there's one. But both out of VA. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, Timberland and the Neptunes. Now, first, um, we'll talk We'll talk Neptunes first. Um, when it came in the old Neptunes slash Pharrell, when it came to the Neptunes, when I heard, the first thing I heard that caught me was Super Thug. When I heard Super Thug, I said, this sounds this sounds so different than anything else that is out right now. This sounds very left. Everything is like on the right side. The majority of people are right-handed, right? I guess like 10% of people are left-handed. This is left. So this is, this is rare right here. And then... They had, they were using like the same sounds to make like these beats. And they had, it was like this clav, clav sound that they was using a lot. 
but then they drums would like hit so hard but they also had like these melodies and like chords as well and then like different like little sound effects like and like the the blings do do like it it was it was just a you know star trek it was very spacey very different but a lot of this stuff was like just good then once you talk about grinding i mean you can't you can't front on that you can't um but even like now i mean when you listen to for and but they have there's so many layers to it too because once you look at i don't know if people call it with like you gotta listen to um Khalees's first two joints her first joint um i think it was called kaleidoscope then once you get into wonderland which i actually brought for like was it like twenty six dollars or something like that? It was like an import from like China or something like that because they didn't have it here like on CD, so I got it off of Amazon like a while ago. The CD and um, uh, Wonderland. I mean, come on! But they and they worked with like everybody, right? They worked with everybody. You know, they they had like the mainstream, but they also had they were. They worked with the mainstream rappers to like the the gutter rappers. They had the down south rappers and like East Coast and but they also worked with like female vocalists and then you you work with Justin Timberlake. I mean, come on, man. Neptunes, Pharrell and Pharrell. You know when you get to the stuff that he did. What was the joint he did with Snoop Dogg? Oh, I can't remember. He made it a bush, I think it was called a whole album with Snoop Dogg, and then he had um his album Girl. But then there was his album In My Mind, which was mm, I think that is a very slept on project. In my mind. And then I I think Quest Love did like a remix of it too. But I mean Pharrell is like definitely one of my favorite Pharrell is like one of those people that I wanna meet. Maybe I'll speak it into existence. I wanna meet Pharrell Williams. I want to chill with Pharrell. I'm going to chill with Pharrell at some point. Speaking into his ex- existence, manifested. I'll let y'all know the day I meet Pharrell, that'll be a great episode for a podcast. I will meet Pharrell Williams one day. Yes. I'm going to write it down too. So, on my list, you have the Neptunes and Pharrell. Now, another producer from VA that you also have on my list is Timberland. Now when it comes to when it comes to Timberland, <clears throat> excuse me, I got to turn this over. Now, when it comes to Timberland, I think this this is a theory, but I think I myself have in my possession more Timberland beats than anybody, which would make me his biggest fan. Because I have more beats by Timbaland in my possession through CDs and all types of stuff like that than anybody else does. And I stand by that. I don't think anybody could beat me with beat for beat, you know, like Timbaland. How many you got? I, 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 last time I counted, I got about like 300. I'm not like counted. I think I have like in my like three hundred Timberland beats, and I 
for some of the ones that he he did like the double beats on. I mean, come on now. But yeah, so when it comes to, I'm I'm just I'm gonna leave it at that. I mean, I remember one time in the Vibe magazine. I think it was a Vibe magazine or maybe a Source magazine. He said, I'm going to change the face of music for the next two years. And that's exactly what that man did. Timbaland had, at his peak, he had so much influence on the game. And so many producers that were, you know, I mean, he called them biters. I don't know. Maybe they just was heavily influenced and maybe didn't give him the credit for it. But he called them biters. But the game that we knew, it, it was heavily influenced by his production. I remember, you know, with Pharrell, like Neptune's and Timbaland, there was just points in time where they just, when it came to like video shows that did like top 10, they like had five beats or like three, five beats like on the top 10 list. or You know what I mean? Like they were just that influential but they were both producers who were like left field producers what started it for me for timberland real quick was up jumps the boogie and i just remember like every time i heard i've never ever in my life up to that point and maybe still heard a beat like that and once that's that's what got me into listening to timberland and I will say, like, that's the beat that changed my life when it comes to Timberland. And starting with that, that is the reason why I have more Timberland beats than anybody else. I probably got more Timberland. Well, I ain't going to say I got more than him. But he got the most uh, most of his, beat, his beats because he made all his beats. But I'm, like, second. Yeah. Okay. So Neptunes and Timberland. Then, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight. That's eight. Okay? So, Dr. Dre, RZA, DJ Premier, Eric Sermon, Q-Tip, Pete Rock, Timbaland, and Neptunes. Now, I guess if I were to round this list off to ten, I could go with two more producers um, that I really followed. That I fell in love with, like seriously, I'm pretty sure everybody did. And um, very two, or two, <laughs> very two, two very influential producers to me, and a lot of producers that I have come in contact with are Jay Dilla and Mad Lib. And I guess if I had to say ten, that would round it off. But I, I got more. But um, let me see. Jay Dilla. I can't. I can't even. I can't. There's there's nothing I could say except, you know, rest in peace. He is. He is just so special when it comes to production. So different. So left. So special, so innovative. The things that this man did on that MPC. I mean, you know, it is unduplicated. And he created, like, there's a huge culture of producers out there who do, like, hip-hop. 
And, you know, when it comes to beat tapes, I think uh, Jay Dilla and Mad Lib. Um, Donuts and the beat conductor are the two ultimate beat tapes. I think they are the standard for beat tapes. You know, I mean, yeah, like um, he had like all these these. I remember going on like LimeWire trying to find all his beats on the, uh, you know, from his beat tapes that he made like for, I guess, to shop to other uh, rappers and stuff like that. But I mean, when it comes to like donuts as a beat tape, that's like an album. It's It's a whole album, you know. And uh, I just, I can't say enough about, I could do a whole episode, a whole trilogy of episodes. I could do like 10 episodes on Jay Dilla when it comes to production. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what, what beat got me into. Oh, I think what got, what got me into how I started listening to Jay Dilla was actually um the Slum Village Fantastic Volume 2. I think that's what started it. And I heard that production and it was just so different to me. And I guess like this different production is, it just like catches my ear and it sounded so unique and it was just like a breath of fresh air. And all I could say is rest in peace, Jay Dilla. Like there's so many things I could say that I can't even say it all. Ain't enough time. But then that brings me to Mad Lib. And when it comes to Jay Dilla and Mad Lib, I feel like those two have that there's something very similar to them, and and maybe it's like their their passion. Like Mad Lib is just uh, as a musician musically, he will never get the credit he deserves, and like this the things that he's responsible for. I mean, ah. <laughs> I can't like when I he, he's another one it's it's just different and you can just hear the authenticity in his music um the the quasimodo stuff was crazy um these just somebody who who makes beats using whatever they got using you know digging in all types of records just just coming up with the craziest things i mean all of his like uh beat conductor stuff um all of his i mean and he he's been doing this for a while like even way back and this brother's like west coast from the the west coast and he's he done kept it the the same all the way through um i mean you just you can't he even got he had a joint out that came out recently too and he's one of those producers where I can't figure out. One thing I pride myself in is being able to listen to a track and like pick out like every every track in a track. Like I can hear the the strings, I can hear the keyboards, I can hear the bass line, I can hear the drums, I can hear every like drum section or whatever, or even like pick out like how samples are like chopped and stuff like that. Madlib is kind of hard for me to, to, to dissect. I'm like, how did, how did he, 
he do that? Where did he get that from? And how did he's like a a mad scientist when it comes to production? Yeah. So Jay Dilla, Mad Lib, to me they're one and the same and very different. But they just have and when it comes to beat tapes, I mean I have a lot of beat tapes and I think I owe that to those two. Donuts and the beat conductor are um like my two the first beat conductor. Uh is it called movie scenes? Uh beat conductor beat conductor one one and two. Yeah, but they're responsible for a lot of the production that I have put out. You know, not like directly, but like in indirectly. You know, how I <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> um, that probably looked kinda weird on camera, like, oh you alright. I'm I'm good, I'm good. But how I kind of just had the idea how I imagined me making a beat tape, having the vision and actually complete pleading it, I owe that to Jay Dilla and Mad Lib. So that's a top ten. But hold on. Do I got some water in here? Hold on. Hold on. Alright. That's ice. Alright. So that'd be my top ten. This ain't over. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna kinda wrap it up. Um then there, it kind of like after Jay Dilla and Mad Lib, I wasn't really like rocking with too many like other um, producers. Like I heard like songs that I like, but I couldn't find producers to follow, I guess. Until I don't want to say like too long after I ran into three more producers that I followed for a while. And have a lot of their music and those three would be. Ninth Wonder, Nicolay, and Black Milk. Those are three of my favorite. Um, Ninth Wonder started with um, uh, what is it called? The one with him and Sky Zoo. Uh, what is it? Cloud Nine, Three Day High. Um, that's how it started for me with Ninth Wonder and Sky Zoo. Um. And then it just, it carried on. You started to find out this brother was making these beats on Fruity Loops. What? He was making actual soul hip-hop on Fruity Loops. That was uh, completely unheard of at the time. But look look what this man has turned into. One of the greatest heirs of music of all time. He's also a DJ too, so you can catch him on IG just doing his thing. Um... And, I mean, I heard, you know, at one point he was making uh, 30 to 40 beats a week. He would treat it like a job, like a 9 to 5, and try to make like 7 beats a day and 5 days a week, and there you go. So when you start looking at hearing those Zion joints that he got, I think he got like, he thinking of the Zion 6. And you talking about like 20, 30, 40 beats, beat tape? Come on, no. <coughs> this brother is not to be played with. Um. Then uh, Nicolay. 
I caught with a Nicolay around this time too. It was the first uh, foreign exchange album, Connection. And that production was so smooth and so hip-hop to this day. Like, I still listen to Nicolay. He's done. He's taken his production to a whole nother level. When you talk about the um, City Lights to the, you know, the, the Sweeto one which was Africa, um, Nicolay, um, come on, this junk always buffering, um, to the Shibuya, Shibuya, City Lights Volume 2, um, the, the, the Dutch Master joint, I mean, all of the foreign exchange joints, which are like, the foreign exchange is like one of my favorite groups of all time, shout out to Fonte, and when you talk, you know, Fonte, little brother, you got little brother, Knife Wonder, Foreign Exchange, uh, Nicolay. Shout out to Fonte because he done worked with both of them and had very, a lot of success with both both of them. Um, I mean, Nicolay is is one of my just favorite producers and his his range of music, the stuff that he is coming out with is like dubstep, electronic type you know what i'm saying that starting from like his hip-hop and nicolay he doesn't he doesn't really get mentioned enough i don't know uh, maybe because he's like crossed genres and he's like in a different space right now he doesn't get mentioned i don't know how much he got mentioned back then um i'm pretty sure people knew about him if they were in they followed little brother justice league fonte and stuff like that and uh, but he is one of a kind, and it's you can't duplicate that. You can't duplicate any of these people that I'm naming. So shout outs to Nicolay, huge shout outs. Then Black Milk. Um, I don't know. First, was it just did I just get uh was it Sounds of the City? I think that was his first album, Black. Milk. Was it sound sounds of the city? Was that the first one? I think popular demand was the second one. Um I think Sound of the City was the first one. I wanna say Sound of the City was the first one. Um I mean but he, what what was he in? Uh what was the group he was in before it was R wasn't it R L something? I cannot remember. But um I mean he's been doing it for a while too. Detroit got that that grit, you know what I'm saying? He he come from the same lands of like of uh Jay Dilla and he don't get the credit that he deserves. Um none of these people do. My my list is crazy. Um but he you know, he had that MPC magic in him from like back in the day. And he had like he had like dope beats, like his beats were undeniable dope beats. And you have producers who like sampled, but they just weren't as good as him. He had he was he was different. He knew how to he swing different. He chopped different. He knew how to catch like certain things. And then he started to expand because when you get to something like Tronic, you can't. Oh, my God. When he was using like the analog joints and I think he was like chopping 
analog sense and stuff like that. Um, there was uh, Tronic, and then there was uh, Album of the Year. Yeah, to me that's kind of was like an extension where you know, and he was, he's also been the one to like play with like live instruments too, and have like live drummers come in and play, and like so he kind of expanded to where it wasn't just him, and, you know, doing like all the production. Um, but then he, he started, I mean, when you listen to Fever and his last one, like, is his last one Dive? I think his last one is Dive. Like, um, he, he just took it to this whole different level, which kind of reminds me of like Nicolet where they've progressed so much from where they started. And they also they pretty much sound like different producers. But if you were to follow like I did, follow them to where they are now, you can kind of see where what they started and evolved into what it evolved into because they were so good from the start. Like very, very, very good from the start. Even though like they were starting, they just were ahead. And I don't know if people know about glitches in the break from Black Milk. But that's like one of my gems, hidden, hidden, hidden gems. That thing is classic right there. Um, So those are like the three producers that I followed after I got to my like top 10, I guess. And um, I just I remember that time period in my life when I was following like those three. And I was like, yo, these three right here. I put these three up against anybody. Right. Then after that, I would have to say it's Knotts. And Knotts, he's been around for a minute. But these, my, all these producers before Knotts are people that I followed like within CDs in that era, right? When we had like CDs and tapes and stuff like that, or tapes. And I followed on that. In that era, like I said, Knotts, I rediscovered Knotts on Instagram. And this brother, <laughs> this is like the hardest working producer on Instagram. His page is nothing but beats. And it is beats after beat after beat after beat after beat. And all, I always knew he was nice before. In this era, I just didn't catch a lot of production by him. But if you go on Instagram and you go to Knots the Ruler and you listen to what this man is doing, just scroll his page. I, I mean, you can't. I think I, I feel like at some point I want to get to that where I can just make beats just all day, all night. I mean, but he he makes them so quality. All of his beats hit every single last one. He has a formula and he he just can't be he can't be stopped. As far as consistency goes, I I don't know anybody that that that's that good and that consistent when it comes to production. So there you have it. Yeah, that's pretty much my list. Um, a couple of people that got like some, 
I guess I would say honorable mentions. I don't want to like say that, but these are producers that I that I like. I just didn't follow as much. Like I would say, like Large Professor. Um, there's some joints that I have by him. I just didn't catch him in like those times of error, like when it came to Pete Rock and DJ Premier and RZA. Like those were the ones that, oh, as like Premier and RZA was like a time period that I really was catching them, and I, I kind of missed Pete Rock and got into him later. But same thing like with Lars Professor, like I kind of missed him in that era and got on to him a little bit later, but I don't have as much music by him. Um, same thing with MF Doom. Um, he he is an, an anomaly when it comes to production. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. And like, you know, when it comes to like Jay Dilla, Mad Lib, like these guys are just different. MF is just very different. Rest in peace. MF is just very different, very left in his own sense. And it's almost, you know, like he don't care, which is like one of the great things. You just make what sounds good to you. And guess what? It just so happens. It's some of the most beautiful music that people have ever heard. But, I I didn't catch a lot of MF Doom um around like the time period. Now I'm I kind of like try to go back and like listen to certain things and I catch it now. Um also KLC. Um when it came to like No Limit cuz No Limit was running it. We we know that. There ain't no denying that. No Limit was running it for a while and I thought KLC had the best I mean, KLC, this brother right here, the stuff he was doing to them No Limit tracks, I think it was him, and then it was Craig B, who I liked second out of the, because it was Beats by the Pound. That was the name of their uh, production team. But KLC was just hitting, hitting, crazy, crazy KLC. Um, And I guess that's pretty much it. Oh. Another person that I, I would want to add to the list that now I'm really getting into. Y'all guys should check these. Is Etherreal Universe. EU. And um, I know y'all remember like. I, I, I think they did. Did they do stuff for. um Toonami. Was it Toonami or Adult Swim. Like when it comes to like Adult Swim. Toonami. Um. Ethereal Universe, and I, I believe, uh, his his name DJ Razzy. I think that was his name. Now he goes by Traction Nav, I believe. But once you this production right now is is changing my life. Um, I went I went on uh YouTube and searched DJ Razzy when I found out like who was who. And found out like that they were doing stuff for like Cartoon Network, and um, I just went through like all of these beats that he had. Then I found like Etherreal Universe. I found them. I found. I think I found them on Bandcamp. No, first I found them on YouTube. Then I found them on Bandcamp. Now I just found a lot of stuff on. It's streaming now. 
I think it's been streaming, but I don't think I ever searched it before. But like recently, like I got like a whole playlist of like Ethereal Universe and the chords are crazy. The chords are crazy. The sounds are crazy. The musicality, the expression, the spaceness, the galaxiness is crazy. It's some the drum and bass, the hip hop, the what they got like different styles. Um, I think Ethereal Universe is a group. But, you know, just the the tracks and Av stuff alone that I was, like, listening to. Um, yeah, he he is he is one of the best. I said it. That whole that whole camp, Ethereal Universe. Some of the best music I've ever heard. The most inspiring music, the most deep thought listening music I've ever heard in my life. Shout out. Woo, we got like an hour. Um, yeah. Oh, also in the honorable mention, and I just wrote these like down because I kind of forgot. I can't forget about Kanye West. I can't forget about Just Blaze. I can't forget about Swiss Beats, and I can't forget about Alchemist. Um, Kanye and Just, they had like a time and. I love Kanye beats. I love Just Blaze beats. That's that's what I got to say. I mean, Just Blaze. Even though what we do is wrong. That's probably one of my favorite Just Blaze beats. Um, but him having that huge, big sound, you know, it, it it was like simple but like huge. He made songs like huge. He made like rap theme songs. Um, Kanye, um, he, first of all, like through the wire is what got me. And I, after that, I was like, who is this dude? Then when you come to like albums and you talk about graduation and you talk about late registration, don't forget about late registration. Um, I mean, I was first was, uh, college dropout. Don't forget about late registration, which he worked with. Was it John Bryant, Bryan on that one? But yeah, um, dark twisted fantasy, and you know, th- th- those are my joint graduation. Those are like the ones that I love. Um, but he also made a lot of uh music with other people too. Um, yeah, so I can't forget Just Blaze, Kanye West. I can't forget Alchemist. Um, another underrated type of person, somebody who just sticks to their guns and they just come out with heat after after heat after heat they've worked with a lot of people so like they're seasoned in that and they still rocking today can't front on that and swiss beats he was one of those left people you know when everybody's going right he changed actually like it's almost like he didn't change music he just stayed in his own lane and did his own thing on a freaking casio keyboard is what he was starting out with And he came up with this sound that nobody was really able to like duplicate and he made it work and it was different to the ears, but it worked. And it's something that we needed because it was different. He wasn't afraid to be himself. Yeah. Nothing. I'm going to end on that. (laughs) Shout out to my list. 
Um, damn, I was excited. I ran through that whole thing, and I'm I'm kind of tired right now. I kind of tired myself out. So yeah, special shout out to episode ten of the Dotcast in my list. Um, I'll read off these producers again. I don't, this is the top twenty one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I guess that's 19. But anyway, <coughs> um, my list, I guess, I started off with, I'll just recap real quick. I started off with like a Mount Rushmore, which was Dr. Dre, RZA, DJ Premier, Eric Sermon. But then I forgot about Q-Tip. So I was like, I don't know about a Mount Rushmore now because I got Q-Tip in there. I just forgot. Top five, I guess. Then I thought about Pete Rock. Oh, man. Pete Rock is a top five producer MC, but I just, or uh, the, Pete Rock is the top five producer. I mean, and, and MC, he rhymed too. Pete Rock is the top five producer, but already named five. So that's when I gave up one of the numbers. Then I'll go Timbaland and the Neptunes. Neptunes, Pharrell. Um, then I'll go Jay Dilla and Mad Lib. And that kind of rounds me out at 10. Then the next three producers that I followed heavily was Ninth Wonder, Nicolay, and Black Milk. Then after that, um, the era of the producer on Instagram, uh, the champion of that would be Knotts. Get Knotts definitely gets the trophy. Um, and then just some of my favorite production that I've ever heard in my whole entire life comes from Ether Real Universe. Um, DJ Razzy, Traction Nav, <coughs> um, who I think is a is a part of Ether Real Universe. Um, some of the best music I've ever heard in my whole entire life is from Ether Real Universe. Or you could look him up as uh, DJ Razzy, Traction Nav. I think DJ Razzy, Traction Nav is the same person. Um, and then I also wanted to throw in there the producers that I left out of this in the beginning when I first wrote it down and just thought of was Kanye West, Just Blaze, Swiss Beats, and Alchemist. And then for some honorable mentions that I didn't um, listen to as much just because I guess just, just the timing of it. It's just in timing. Was Large Professor, KLC from Beats by the Pound, and MF Doom, you know? Also want to give a shout out when it comes to producers as far as um, today, uh, Ryan Leslie. Um, when you talk about the internet, he changed the game for all of us. Um, Illmind. Ryan Leslie and Elmine have some of the best advice when it comes to producers nowadays. Like the this age producer, how to be a producer now and how to take advantage of like everything. You know, people who've like worked with like superstars, people who've made their own stuff. Um, Ryan Leslie, both on the business side of it, like these are definitely two people that you want to study. Um, shout out to Curtis. Shout out to Curtis King and everything that he's done for producers. Like, period. Everything. It's too much to name, 
look him up and study everything. The value this man is giving. Um, also, I want to shout out Stolen Drums. Um, his vibe, the vibe that this man has created, and the the impact that this man has had. Um, I I think it goes beyond his production, but his production is so nice. But just him as a human being, and you add that production to it, like you can't, you can't beat that. Yeah, so my name is Dre, also known as Dot is the name, and this is the Dotcast. <laughs> this is the tenth episode, which was my top producer list episode. It's a crazy list. It's all over the place. It's it's crazy, but it makes sense. Um, for all of these people that I named, if you don't know who any of them are, I would. Highly suggest you may do some research and and check them out, especially if you're like a inspiring producer and you like just started and you want some, you know, some people to listen to to get some ideas, some inspiration, some motivation. Everybody that I named, that's it. Um, especially um, I'm talking like like hip hop. But, I mean, once you start getting, like, somebody like Nicolay and, like, even Black Milk, you're going to get into some other stuff, too. But, yeah. Yeah, that's my list. And um, for anybody who made it this far, who anybody who started listening to this, I appreciate it. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, a wonderful night, a wonderful evening. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Shout out to the 10th episode. I made it this far and I'm going to keep going because I love doing this. Um, That's it. That is the name. Dot cast. Uh, Stay positive. As I hit the mic. Everybody stay positive. Be positive. That's all I got. I'll see you next time. Peace.